When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. For the ones standing guard. For the eagle-eyed. For the knights in shining armor. And for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner. Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. Committed to helping keep your facilities safe. And your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, it's a, another film study. It is a by-the-numbers edition to get you ready for Sunday. Ken, Dan, how you guys doing? Life's good, Josh. How about you? I'm doing great. All right. And all good down here in the south. Seems like some uh, crazy storms everywhere. So it's a little chilly down here, just like you guys are dealing with. Just no snow. Actually got a little snow on Christmas. It was really, really weird. It was only flurries around here, but a little bit. Yeah, out in California, we got fires and really bad winds. (laughs) So pretty, pretty different out here. So. All right. We got, we've got the winds down here just around 50 degrees. So. All right. 
a little something to work with. Uh, this, uh, by the numbers, is brought to you, like everything we do right now, by MyBookie. You can hop on over to MyBookie and use the code RAVENS, so they will match your deposit halfway. If you put in $200, you'll get an extra 100 to play with. And as I've been saying all week, now's the time to do it because they're giving away free stuff every day you log into MyBookie. Uh, today it was a $10 NBA bet, so you, you could have hopped on the Miami Heat like I did on Christmas Day. So uh, make sure you're going to use the code RAVENS when you head on over to MyBookie so you know they came from Film Study. All right, guys, let's look at these numbers. All right, sounds good. All right, first number we got is 2.2. That's the yards per carry for James Robinson in week 15. He ran it 16 times for 35 yards. Uh, the Ravens held him to his lowest yards per carry in 2020 and his second lowest total yards in 2020. Uh, they were able to do this um, a lot by using eight plus man boxes. He actually ran into eight plus man boxes 50% of the time, which was the third highest in week 15. He actually looking at another um, another metric. He had an efficiency score of 6.75, which is the highest in week 15. Efficiency score is calculated by taking the total distance of player traveled. Um, compared to the rushing yards gained. So he was kind of trying every different hole, but wasn't able to, you know, able to break a run against the Ravens. Real stout run defense. Okay, 6.75 means he's he's moving more laterally than north and south. Lots of stretch plays not getting north and south distance. Exactly, yep. Okay, so 6.75 yards traveled per yard gained. Exactly, yep. Okay. That's a clear way of saying it, yep. All right, fantastic. Okay, now, so that was the highest, which means it's really the worst, is what the I want to say. The worst, yep, exactly. Okay. It's not a good one to have. <laughs> All right, I got it. All right, we'll go to the Ravens side. The number of defensive backs used by the Ravens versus Jacksonville, five. Now, I don't have the exact date this last occurred on, but it has been a long time since the Ravens used only five defensive backs in the game. If you think about it, Anytime they play the dime defense, they normally, even one time, snap in a game, they play six. Well, this is the first time this has happened in quite some time. The Ravens are rotating. They've had injuries. They've had other things that have gotten them six, seven defensive backs. But they are right now dangerously thin in the secondary. Uh, really had three cornerbacks they wanted to play in that game. Unfortunately, they all played reasonably well, but also have only two safeties currently, which is just scary as heck week after week that an injury is coming. Ravens desperately need Marcus Peters and Jimmy Smith back. Jimmy Smith now ruled out for Week 16. Marcus Peters is questionable. Yeah, questionable, but hasn't practiced in two weeks or something like that. So, looking like we might get another one of those five DB games. So, all right, that leads me to to my next stat. Uh, looking back, one thirty-three point one, one fifteen point six, and one hundred one point eight. Those are the passer ratings for Lamar in his last three weeks since he came off of COVID. Um, in addition to those strong passer ratings, look at a, looking at players with at least 10 carries over the last three weeks, uh, the number one is Gus Edwards, 8.35 yards, and Lamar is actually number two with 7.85 yards. So he's been, t- he's been uh, turning it up passing and running with the ball since he came back. Uh, per Jonas Schaefer, he ranks number three in passer rating since coming back and number two in yards per carry. Um, pretty much in every metric, he's just been lighting it up since he came back. Uh, even Greg Roman spoke about how well he's been playing since he came back. You know, some of this is driven by level of competition, but it's just great to see how strong he's come back off, off of uh, you know the break, and then you know really 
finishing strong this year. Yeah, this is peaking at the right time in every sense of the word. I mean, if you even go back to 2019, sitting out that last week, then having an off week, you know, he won't have those two weeks off this year. The Ravens need him to continue doing this for the next two weeks and go into the playoffs, hopefully fresh and, and hot, more importantly, uh, that that goes. But that's, it's been tremendously fun to watch Lamar these last couple of weeks, that's for sure. Uh, I'm going to give you three more numbers for my second set. Three, four, and nine. Three, the number of targets for Tremont Williams. Four, the number of targets for Anthony Averett. And nine, the number of targets for Marlon Humphrey, who had two pass interference penalties and allowed seven catches in this last game. Uh, it's really weird that the Ravens had a backup set of corners, essentially, as you know, the supporting cast for Humphrey, and Humphrey ends up being the guy who gets targeted. And normally that might occur if they were chasing a receiver. They didn't do any of that. You know, they, it wasn't like Humphrey was on Chark every down or anything like that. Uh, they had a strict right cornerback, left cornerback uh, situation between Humphrey and Averett, and uh, with Averett being at right corner. And, and it's just very odd that, that Humphrey was accumulating all the targets. Uh, the Ravens obviously can't afford to be without him, but they also need him playing well. And as much as the defensive player of the year is being talked about, I think um, Humphrey is probably not in consideration for that uh, based on the number of penalties he's had this year. Yeah, he hasn't looked his, his brightest necessarily this year. You know, been struggling some some with coverage, but I don't know that I would agree with that uh, uh, Jaguar play calling <laughs> if you're targeting a Humphrey I'm, I'm still still going to go against the other two guys if I if I had my choices so we'll see how that plays out this week all right uh, next number is 27 percent uh, that's Des Bryant's snaps in week 15 uh, it was great to see him out there score his touchdown what a what a cool moment to watch for him and watch you know the team celebrate with him um, but unfortunately the other side of that coin is that it dropped Willie Sneed's count uh, play count down from 80% the week before to 65%, and Boykin down from 70% to 53%. So you've got to find those 27% of the snaps somewhere, and you know it. it it's just uh, you know it. It's a debate whether he's that much better than Snead or at all better than Snead and Boykin, and uh, you know it's it's hard to hard to see the other guys lose snap counts. Yeah, I, I don't think there's honestly a debate. I'm I'm uh, frankly kind of upset at the relative playing time of Des Bryant at this point and who he's taking snaps away from. Uh, I never thought the Ravens needed him as a red zone threat, although you know I guess you could make the, the case that his comeback ability to the quarterback has been his two biggest plays of the year. That touchdown pass and what was it, about a 20-yard play earlier in the year where he came back, almost, I think, behind the line of scrimmage, actually, to make the catch initially. If I look at the entire season so far, though, He's had 11 targets, I believe it is, for 3.9 yards per target. The, the closest other receiver on the Ravens is Patrick, Hard, Patrick Ricard with 12 targets for 3.8 yards per target. You know, that's the kind of threat we're getting with Des Bryant. It's, it, it, it's not that it should have been unexpected. It should have been very expected. And unfortunately, he's taking a lot of snaps to do that and doesn't have the ancillary value that obviously Ricard brings as a blocker. All right, let me go on to a next stat, and that is 78% and 38%. 78% is the percentage of snaps for Calais Campbell from 2015 to 2019, 38% in 2020. 
Now, we knew he would play less with the Ravens just because they have a rotational system, but injuries and COVID have further depressed the total and obviously taken away his Iron Man status for this year. Uh, he's been very good once he's been playing. I mean, I think he has played at a Pro Bowl level when he's been in there, but he is, uh, you know, a player that the Ravens uh, need to be healthy more often, and hopefully uh, he'll be able to play down the stretch and we'll be through some of those COVID things. Obviously, in his case, as an, as an asthma sufferer, you know, a very severe ailment to have. Yeah, definitely, um, you know, kind of unforeseen that, that it would drop this low. One one injury, but then COVID, you know, it's not really it's something you can kind of blame on him going forward. So that that's part of his snap, but it really has shown how important Derek Wolf has been, you know, stepping in mm-hmm. and playing at a really high level and, uh, you know, that that's just been huge to have a second guy that can step in. But hopefully we can get uh, Calais healthy for the, the final push. So, All right, jump my, to my next stat, two numbers, uh, 31% and 46%. So this is looking ahead. 31% is the pass rush win rate for the Giants, which is worst in the NFL. So that's when they're on defense. Um, 46% is the pass block win rate for the Giants, which is second worst in the NFL, which is when they're on offense. So worst on pass defense for the line and the second worst on pass offense for the line. Giants allow the second highest percentage of snaps with pressures and allowed 42 sacks, the fifth highest. So really hoping to uh, keep the momentum from last week and uh, and keep on a roll with those the pressures coming from the defensive line, especially if we're going to be short-handed with defensive backs. Yeah, this is an interesting week because I think what pressure the Giants do get will probably come from the inside uh, where Leonard Williams is. And it's it's less likely, and I think this is a good week for Fluker and Brown to really step up on the outside, uh, have some island ability while they, while they figure out some of the blocking assignments on the inside, and maybe even use chip blocks from the back on the inside, which is probably a little bit unusual. Had had a guest from the Giants, uh, you know, covering the Giants, Nick Filato, on, and he really went to no end to talk about just how bad the edge defenders for the Giants are. You know, it's a sixth-round pick. It's a seventh-round pick. It's a UDFA. I mean, they don't really have a lot of talent there that's that's currently healthy. So uh, uh, exciting, uh, obviously, to go into a game where the Ravens might not face a big pass rush threat. Uh, sticking to the passing game for the offense there, 6.83 is the number of yards per play for the Ravens' offense the last three weeks. For the first 11 games of this season, the Ravens averaged 5.34 yards per play. So they're up a full yard and a half in the last three weeks over the first 11 games. And I think you really have two things going on there. The depth of the funk had really reached a a epic level, really with the Pittsburgh game, obviously the second time when they did, you know, were playing a JV team. But even before then, they really weren't performing very well. And uh, to, to keep, get back up to 6.83 yards per play, is it would be very good for most teams. It's outstanding for the Ravens who do it with a very low percentage of pass plays. And you had the earlier statistics showing just how, how their running game had been excelling in Edwards and Jackson with the high yards per carry. But it's very hard to maintain a high yards per play average when you run as much as the Ravens do. Yeah, absolutely. They've got that high yards per play, but also a low variance, which you know leads to a continued success throughout the drive, which is is so key. And you know that's that's the where their strength was last year, and and 
I really love how it's uh, playing out this year, especially of late. So, um, last one is three numbers: eighty-seven percent, ninety-five percent, and eighty-one percent. Uh, these are the playoff percentages from five thirty-eight for the Ravens. So, eighty-seven percent is going into Week sixteen, uh, and then the other two numbers are based off of the events from the Miami game on Saturday. So, if Miami loses, the Ravens uh, playoff percentage jumps up to 95%. If Miami wins, uh, it, it drops down to 81%. So we all got to be cheering for Oakland as much as we can on Saturday. Tremendous leverage on that game. Actually, there's surprisingly less leverage on the Ravens game this week, in large part because the Ravens are playing an out-of-conference game, and if they lose it, they can still catch Miami. So not as much leverage as there was, for example, on that Browns game looking back. Uh, but I, I, uh, I'm in agreement with you on some of those things. The 538 playoff odds, I think there may be a hidden clunker in terms of the inputs on this. And I want to go over that with you, Dan, for my last stat. So you're the perfect guy to do this with. Let me start with this because you're an actuary. I know you understand how probabilistic math works and uh, our probability math works. And we're just going to go through this one at a time. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. So I, I was talking to a guy from the UK, and he said he had gotten a bet down at 22 to 1 that Miami, Indianapolis, and Cleveland would each win their last two games. And it's, he kind of saw it as a hedging opportunity, because if all three of those happen, the Ravens are probably out. They could still have two Tennessee losses, but that's unlikely. So if those six games occur against them, they are probably out of the playoffs, even if they win out. And the price he got on it just shocked me, 22 to 1. And if you look at that, that's a 4.35% implied win probability. That's 1 out of 23. Now let's talk about how, that, how, how we would price that thing ourselves as actuaries, Dan. I think the three events, the Miami-Oakland game, the Indianapolis-Pittsburgh game, and the Cleveland-New York Jets game are all independent this weekend of other items. So I'm just going to give you my probabilities on that, and they are... Uh, backed up by current aggregate money line uh, wagering on odds checker. Miami beating Oakland is at 58%. Miami wins that game. Indianapolis beats Pittsburgh is 53%. And Cleveland beats the New York Jets at 80%. That's not like the Ravens don't have a good chance to get in on any one of these six games. But it's kind of like they're hoping a seven gets rolled. You know, they're they're hoping for certain die rolls to come up on these games. It's just that it's not getting. It, it, it's certainly far from automatic. If I multiply 0.58 times 0.53 times 0.80, I 
I get to 24.6% that the Ravens are still in need of help after week 16. Yep, makes sense so far. Okay, so now the, 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 the next question, of course, with this is, how do I assign the week 17 probabilities given those three things happen in week 16? And I want to start with the Indianapolis-Jacksonville game because I think it's truly independent of other action. Indianapolis will need to win that game. I'd say it's 80%. Uh, 538 has it at 89% currently. Uh, you know, either way, it's a high percentage game that Indianapolis is, is going to beat Jacksonville. Unlikely we get our help from there. Also, Jacksonville would be potentially giving up the number one draft pick if they win that meaningless game in week 17. You don't actually see teams too often tank, but they might make some personnel decisions in there that slightly enhance their chance to lose that football game, whether it's try out a new quarterback, try out a new wide receiver, deactivate someone for attitude problems, whatever it might be. Yep. I think James Robinson might be sitting because of injuries, so that could be something they do as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Don't want to take a chance for him next year when you have a chance for the number one draft pick. <laughs> exactly. So, so the, number two is the Cleveland-Pittsburgh game. Well, there's no doubt about Pittsburgh motivations because in this assumption, the, 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 it, Pittsburgh has already lost to Indianapolis the previous week. So Pittsburgh will need this game to win the two seed to win the division. I don't know how much they think that matters this year. Obviously, home field advantage has not been much, but I think their fans think it matters, and I think that's enough for them. I also think they'd be crazy not to fix what's wrong with that team during the regular season. I just don't think they're, they're, they're necessarily good enough. I would say that Cleveland should be about a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home versus Pittsburgh, and that makes it a 70% chance that Cleveland beats them. Yeah, they're definitely going to be motivated, so I agree with you on that one. So. Yeah. Is it, you think I have it pegged close to accurate at six-and-a-half? I think both those teams are so hard to figure out. I, I, yeah. I would that'd be one I would stay away from. <laughs> I'm on the line for sure. Okay, well, fair enough, fair enough. And then the Miami Buffalo game is the real the real issue here. Buffalo can tie up the number two seed this week, and there's a couple things that have to happen for them to do that. Pittsburgh has to lose, which we've already got in our set of assumptions. Yep. Okay. Um, they have to win, and who are they playing this week? They're playing. Uh, I should know that, but I don't. Okay. They they have to win. It's nobody good. <laughs> See if you can look that up for me, Dan, while, while, yep, while I finish the rest of this explanation. <laughs> yep. And and the other thing is Tennessee has to lose to Green Bay. So Tennessee, if they win both games uh, and finish tied with Buffalo, would still have the tiebreaker. So they need a, they need several things to happen this week, but it's not that unlikely that all of them do occur. If that's the case, I honestly believe it's fairly unlikely that Buffalo will beat Miami in Week 17. And the reasoning is this. Miami will actually be playing at Buffalo. Buffalo will certainly have a predilection to resting their starters uh, just, to, just to get them a week off. Or sorry, to get them a week off, right, because there is no week, week off in the playoffs that they get. So resting Josh, Alice at Josh Allen seems like a very reasonable practice. And I think they might do that. And beyond that, if I'm the Buffalo Bills and I say, look, I have a choice here. We can beat Miami and then play Baltimore next week. Or we can lose to Miami and play Miami again next week. Who, as much as you might think of the Miami Dolphins, they've beaten no one this year. Uh, you know, they're, <laughs> they right now are a team that, that you would certainly think would be an easier match for the Buffalo Bills and certainly in, in Buffalo. 
um, than Baltimore would be. I, I just I don't see their motivation behind this. Yeah, so just to fill in the gap, uh, Buffalo plays New England next mm-hmm. week or this week, and New England's out of the playoff race. So, uh, so that should be, you know, considered a, a reasonable chance for Buffalo to win um, this week. So, and then yeah, I, I agree with your argument. You know, I think Buffalo, you know, it, it's all kind of comes down to the coach's decisions. But assuming the coach does that, decide to rest people, does decide that um, they'd rather not face Baltimore. They'd rather face uh, a Miami team, which I think they would likely believe is an easier opponent. Um, you know, they they could go in kind of resting quite a few people, which would make that, uh, you know, make the Miami victory much more likely. So, Well, anyway, the, the, the point I'm making on this is that I think Miami to beat Buffalo is probably about 75%. And the 538 model has it for 25%. So they're saying the Bills are 75% likely to win it. That is the major disconnect between the two ways we've priced this same wager. And so effectively, I'm saying I think Miami should be about an eight-point favorite if Buffalo's got the division wrapped up going into Week 17. I think it's likely, obviously, that that will happen, uh, given the assumptions here. There are two games that have to occur. Um, but, But anyway, if that's the case... And 75% times 70% times 80%, I get 42% of no help coming in week 17, given no help occurs in week 16. I multiply then the the 0.42 times 0.246, and I get to 0.103, or about 10.3% that the Ravens get no help in either week 16 or week 17. And they still have the option, they still have the possibility of getting help from, from Tennessee losing two games. I don't think that's really, you know, the, a, a particularly likely path, but it is possible. Um, and and so they, this fellow in the UK who got a twenty-two to one custom bet, I think, got a great price on it. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. You know, the implied odds should be four point three five percent, and he's getting he's getting something that uh, has a probability of occurring something more like ten percent. Yeah, it definitely seems like they uh, calculated those odds without thinking, kind of through the full picture of, of motivations going into week seventeen. So. I think that you know, from from his perspective, that's a great bet. From Ravens fan perspective, we hope uh, he loses I, it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I much like I like the four percent much better than the the ten percent chance of getting no help. So yeah, well, he he says he's only got ten quid on it, and and he'll be happy if uh, if he loses this one. So I'm I'm glad. If I if I saw a wager like that, honestly, uh, I would really be trying to figure out how big a move I would want to make on it. I mean, it's, it, there are tax complications in the U.S. because we have to pay taxes on our gambling winnings. But but that is a, that's a that's going to be a very exciting proposition. Anyway, Dan, always a pleasure to do this show with you, my friend. And we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. At Lowe's, we're your go-to for great gardening values every day. That's why we've lowered our price on select bagged mulch, now starting at just $2.88 a bag. Mulch helps prevent weeds and retains moisture. And when you put it down around trees, shrubs, and flower beds, you'll see how beautiful it makes your outdoor space. Just in time to welcome back family and friends. Shop online and pick up in-store. Lowe's, home to the best part of summer. Selection and product availability vary by location. While supplies last, U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.